Right on, right on, right on. Right on radio. Right on radio. Good morning, good morning. Welcome to Right on Radio. This is your host, Jesse Zaboder, and I'm joined with the other host, Jeff. Good, good morning. morning. How are you doing? Well, I actually slept for the first time in two days, Jesse. So that was good. That's a good bonus, huh? <laughs> yeah, please pray for me, <laughs> honestly. I, I really need to start getting some sleep. Amen. Uh, so, Jesse, we had an easy show planned. We had a great show planned with some revelation. But then I checked my Gmail, which I don't check often. I, you know, I check it once or twice a week. And Jesse, I was shocked at the response to our flat earth segment that we did. Oh my. <laughs> Is this I a was, good shock or a bad shock? And, and Jesse, I'm accused, and, and you by default as well, of not believing the Bible. Wow. Because the Bible is very clear that it is a flat earth, according to these flat earth priests that I will call out. So we're going to address flat earth right off the top. Then we have some news stuff that we're going to go through, go through a couple little items. Um, and I think at the end, we're going to go through some uh, an interesting discussion on uh, sacrifice or rituals. <laughs> Yeah. So let so. me just say this, Jesse. First of all, I'm going to walk back some of what I said when we talked about flat earth, and I want to clarify some of my statements. Okay. The first one is, uh, I think I might have misspoke or I was taken out of context. When I gave instructions to the moderators to delete flat earth posts, I did not mean the person posting flat earth. So the moderators are not to delete those people automatically, just delete the posts. And I stand by that. I want to be very clear. Uh, and I stand by what I said, that it is a distraction and it is to make us look foolish. Yeah. And, and I think the big thing too, is it's stirring up a lot of strife and division in our teams and stuff. So that's why we're just saying, you know what, we're not going to have this conversation here. People can have it outside of, you know, the SOS army or outside of our telegram spaces. Yeah, but, and, but the thing is, here's why it's important. Look, the message that we're telling people who are completely asleep, you know, people who are just walking around wearing a mask is, you know, that there is, you know, a whole other world out there. We're describing that there's cities underground. We're describing that there's child sacrifice. We're, we're describing some of these elite people who were involved in it. And you just say that to a person walking around wearing a mask, they think you're a nut bar. Look, if you even just proclaim Jesus Christ, that you believe in God, a lot of people think you're a nut bar. So right. the message is already hard to get out there. And then when you say something that is really demonstrably 
uh, easily demonstrably false. It really takes away from what we're doing. So that's why I'm taking this series. And I want to say this in love to those people because we actually need you, flat earth people. We actually want you to be on the team. And look, everyone has fallen for something at some point in time. Okay. Uh, the people who put forth the flat earth arguments are articulate. They put together really convincing arguments if you just accept what they are telling you. But we need to apply critical thinking. Okay. So there's no shame. Um, and listen, I can even, I'll even post some great resources that completely debunk everything they say. I'll put it in the Diggs channel at some point um, in the next two days. I promise I'll do that. But the thing is, flat earth people are actually anti-establishment. And, you know, we're kind of fighting against the establishment as well. Right, Jesse? We are. Yes. So by nature, we're on the same team. And the biblical arguments that are put forth, um, and there's quite a few, and, and even someone posted a video today, which I deleted from the Diggs channel, and, you know, uh, and it was using the biblical argument. And it was so easy to take apart. What they've done, uh, and we're going to decode all of this on our Revelation series, because all the things they talk about, they talk about the stars in heaven. They talk about the firmament. They talk, you know, all the stars in heaven falling. Well, they can't be real stars, you know, and they're kind of saying, listen, either God's a liar or the Bible's true. But the stars, when you when you do Bible research and you want to discover a meaning of a word that is used in the Bible, you have to look at the first couple times it's used because it's all it's every time pretty much it's defined. Is that correct, Jesse? You've studied the Bible professionally. Yep. Right. So, you know, the, the, the stars, it isn't uh, every star in the galaxy coming down and hitting Earth. That's not what God is saying. Right. We'll, we'll define those things throughout the Revelation series. And the Revelation series is going to break down every argument that's done. So we don't need to do that today. But let me just say this about Flat Earth. And I'm curious to get your comments, Jesse. Um if there was a major conspiracy by the elites of this world to hide the fact that the earth is flat from us, what do they have to gain? Yeah, not much. <laughs> like there's no money in it for them. And, but to maintain this illusion to us, they have to fake a lot of rocket launches and make rockets disappear. They, they have yeah. to have every pilot on the payroll, every space agency on the payroll, every sailor uh, that does international shipments and cargo on the payroll. What's the benefit? I can't figure it out. Maybe, maybe that's an answer that uh, someone can give me. But as again, I'm going to post some resources and Every single thing your flat earth priests have said can be easily debunked by science and common sense critical thinking. All right. I say that in love. Come back. 
come back, come back. Right? Yeah. And, and so, Jesse, here's one shocking thing, and, and then we'll, uh, we're going to go past this because I really don't want to spend a lot of time on it. But I found a study from 2018, and it's a legitimate study. I forget the company's name. I should have wrote it down, but it's a legitimate study. And they polled people who were open to the concept of a flat earth in the United States. I think they took a sample of about 800 people, uh, and they figured it was a good representative sample. And you know, knowing a little bit about statistics, you could pull it off with that number. And actually, about 16% of Americans were open to the concept. Wow. Which means to me, there's a real distrust of all things establishment, which is a good thing. Yeah, that's a pretty high number. <clears throat> it was, that was the most shocking thing about this whole flat earth thing to me. It really was. All mm -hmm. right, moving on. Jesse, we talked on our last news show about uh, some stuff happening in North Dakota. Yes. And we talked about the missile, the, you know, vacated missiles that are there, decommissioned missiles and stuff like that. But now we have firsthand reports of military activity. Tell us about that. Yeah, the reports coming in were that um, there were gunship helicopters. Um, so if people don't know, those are not very common um, to put, you know, or to put a lot of ammo and things like that in helicopters. Um, and I can't give the full information on that, but they're very specific. They're owned by a certain branch in our government. There could be more than one branch that has them, but um, you know, um, the thing that they are used for is for tracking down suitcase missiles. Um, so, that was an interesting development to hear that there were the gunshot or um, gunship helicopters. And um, that's, you know, they were cycling the city, cycling the area. So, you know, they're looking for suitcase nukes and. Yeah, they have special sensors built onto these particular copters that are like sniffers sort of thing. And, you know, so. There, there's definitely something going on inside of the USA, and let's let's not forget that those uh, those CCP troops are still on the Canadian border. They're still on the Mexican border. <laughs> they are there. Um, so there's a lot of stuff. There's so much stuff going on. You know, when we talk about mm -hmm. Ukraine and you know all these other things, Taiwan. Uh, but I think a lot of it is a distraction to get us not to focus on the US. That's what my gut is telling me right now. Right. So having said that, let's let's look at what the uh, acting Pedotis is doing right now. They've just had this joke of a trial. They're defunding the police. They're taking away the guns. First Amendment speech is pretty much gone. Now, uh, the Fourth Amendment is under attack. Like basically all of your rights are under attack. You're seeing what looks like a successful color revolution happening mm. in the United States right now. And we know that there are some good guys fighting on the other side. 
and that people needed to see this. You have to see things to believe it. Mm -hmm. And we're seeing that play out. However, I wanted to address this, Jesse, because right now there's the Second Amendment uh, oath keepers and, you know, other branches of uh, people who really back the Second Amendment who are getting uh, a little bit itchy fingers, you might say. Right. Jesse, this is a trap for them. Yeah, in what way do you feel it's a trap? So let's say BLM or Antifa do their rioting thing somewhere because this this Floyd thing isn't over. It's going to happen again. They're telling us it's going to happen again. You know, the, the government's encouraging them to do it. Look at Maxine Waters. Getting offered 700 bucks a person. Yeah, <laughs> to take for a death. Stuff. And and these yeah. these mind altered people are uh, are willing to take it some of them, but now imagine even if the Second Amendment guys showed up to back the police, even if they were there to back the police who are under incredible scrutiny right now, what is the Mockingbird Media going to twist this to be? Yeah, the that those who are trying to help are committing terrorist activities or, you know, against the U.S., uh, against citizens. White supremacists do insurrection. And by the way, these militia guys aren't all white, but that's how they will spin it. And it will be a trap. And then, you know, assuming there is a part of the military that is a following the second president and the second president's order. Look, there's some confusion amongst the infantry. There's no doubt. Um, Look, it's a trap at this point. So here's my words. And I, and I hope, uh, I know some of them are listening to this. Uh, If not, if you know friends, please that are involved in that, please pass these words. Let's look at the modern art of war. Jesse, when you want to take down an enemy, and we're talking peaceful, okay, a peaceful way. We're not talking with guns. We're not talking with bombs. We're not talking lasers. But what's the first thing that you have to take down of the enemy's arsenal? Um, The communication lines. You got to take the communication lines down. So that's why in this army that we're building, we are digital soldiers. And we have to, as a collective, be able to get the word out and debunk just about every single story that they put out there. And look, I'm willing to work overtime to do it. Um, We're gonna have to start addressing these and and catching them out there and spreading the word. Mm -hmm. We have to take down their communication network. Now, already, um, their communication network is falling. Uh, CNN's ratings are down by 60% since January. 60%. That's, that's crazy. Big. That's, that's a big loss. And and also, all these woke companies, I'm, gonna, I'm, I'm stating flat out, 
I'm not buying another bottle of Coca-Cola. Not that I do anyways. I'm not going to be flying Delta. We have to get rid of these companies. Um, still using the YouTube, still using Facebook to some extent, very little, uh, only because we're using their weapon against them in, in some ways. Okay. But we have to take down the communications and army, you need to get busy. You need to do your assignments. Jesse, you're quiet today. People are going to criticize me for talking too much. <laughs> well, no, you were doing a good job with that. I agree. You know, we need to step it up and it, it can be hard to do that, but we really have to go on the aggressive side and really be tackling these issues. And so for our teams in the army, just think of, if you wanna know what a finished product looks like, think of a news story. Yeah. <laughs> That's a finished product, except ours is counter to their narrative. Right. Right? It's, it's really that simple. So we need to get our army really working on that. There's a few people who have been real heroes and been sending some great stuff. And I thank those people. I don't have permission to say your uh, name on air, but uh, it's really important. And now speaking of communications, Jesse, we have great anticipation about Frank's speech. Um, yeah. The problem is it's not, um, I, I can't get our stuff on there yet. Not yet. Well, I'm sure Frank's working on those issues. <laughs> well, they are. And I suspect they're going to get a whole insertion of cash now because right on their front page, they are claiming they've had 2 billion requests to get on the platform. That is roughly about 30% of the world's population. Yeah, that's a huge number. That's showing how many, you know, that's how many want to actively be speaking out, you know, the truth. So that's amazing. Or hearing the truth. Right. Or hearing the truth. So here's, here's a, that, in fact, I say this is one of the greatest signals in our fight because we've known that the timing in this, the moves and counter moves that are going on have always depended on when we hit critical mass of people being ready to receive this information. One third of the world's population, when you think about the Revolutionary War in the, you know, in 1776, it was 3% of the population. Right. So if we have almost 30% of people worldwide waking up to this stuff. That's huge. And, and by the way, in Canada, the percentage is much less. <laughs> But the ones that are fighting in Canada, we're gonna we, we're gonna have to do a whole show on this because Canada is actually leading by example to our American friends. I gotta say, there's wow. some real strong patriots going up, and I think he, I even mentioned on the air or off the air that uh, there's people trying to get our premier, which is like your governor's arrested right now. Right. Yeah, you mentioned that, so that's so, exciting. Very exciting. So with platforms, look, everyone's saying, go to BitChute, go to this. I don't want to be a broken record. Vimeo is a better product. They just censored one of our videos. So we know the time is limited there. I'm hoping the timing will work good and we can still have a, you know, a better product. Um, because I hate those little video windows on mobile with BitChute and stuff like that. It just, 
And and by the way, over 70% of our audience is watching on a mobile phone. So that's yep. We're uh, just trying to play the game for a little bit of time. And uh, if we have to make the switch, we will. But by all means, go to Podbean. That is our home base. We only, we you know, on uh, with subscribers, and I don't care about putting out the numbers uh, because it doesn't show on Podbean. So on uh, YouTube right now, we're just at, uh, I think we just passed 7,000 subscribers yeah we get a, we get a lot more views than that uh we got one hundred and forty thousand views in the last 28 days despite uh wow. being off for two weeks right um, but we get almost as many views on or listens on podbean and on podbean right now we're at uh 5700 subscribers and, and we still have about a thousand subscribers on uh, on Spreaker for what it's worth. Mm -hmm. So I think some of those people have, most of them have come over to Podbean now, and they just left their uh, subscription up. But um, yeah, pretty good numbers there. So you know, for a show that how old are we now, Jesse? Um, yeah, probably a couple months. Are we at six months yet? Yeah, I think we're in our seventh month, but we're about uh, about four months on YouTube or five months on YouTube. Yeah. I think we started YouTube late November. I think you're right on that. So, hmm. you know, the, the channel's doing really well. It's getting out there. Once we get the army properly working, uh, especially on the social share, it's going to expand. Captains, captains. Yeah. Well, they've been doing an amazing job, but I know that they're going to get it formulated exactly how we like it. So that's right. And, and, you know, it's, it's, it's communicating with the troops is the, uh, the key thing. Cause I know the captains, we have superior people, honestly, some of the best people on earth, very yeah. capable people. Um, how do we get these good people our way, Jeff? That's what I want to know. <laughs> Because you and I are good people and good people flock together. Like-minded people tend to gather. I like that answer. <laughs> Absolutely. Listen, we're in the fight and a lot of people, and particularly you, Jesse, know uh, what you have done. Look, I'm putting it on the line too, but you know, I'm not uh, a former mother of darkness. <laughs> you know, <laughs> Although I maintain, Jesse, I have been called a mother many times <laughs> usually <laughs> followed by an expurlative <laughs> right okay jeff well i'll let you win that argument you can be a mother too <laughs> <laughs> although my daughter actually used to call me mummy daddy because i was a single parent and you know i raised her from 10 months old and you know there was some confusion there i guess in the beginning but uh it made perfect sense to her you know you were both Mommy and daddy. So she called you a mommy daddy. Well, listen, I, I had to play dolls with her, you know, <laughs> like it, it's the stuff you have to do, right? you know? Right. Now, this is the soft side of you, Jeff, that we need to hear more about. <laughs> I, I am not ashamed of that at all. Not at all. Look, you know what? I, uh, when I was a single parent, I stepped up. My daughter one day will come on air and even 
talk about it if you like, because, uh, but, you know, just like in this, uh, look, you can't go half in, right? You got to go all the way. And, and yeah. Jesse, speaking of all the way, I think our last broadcast might have ruffled some feathers. Yeah, just a few, maybe. Yeah, so. talk, talking about Emerald City. Now, I do have a question on that, and I'm surprised no one's asked it, uh, that I've seen. <laughs> maybe someone has. What do they do for lighting? Well, you got to remember you're working on a non-electrical lighting system. So, you know, Tesla technology, other things. So it's, it's like illumination. There. Yeah, I mean, it's just there. So, yep. So it's, it's, it's basically just illuminated. It's not a direct source of light. It's not, uh, you know. No, it's a direct source of light. It, it is like their own little sun sort of thing. Um, hmm. Let me think how to put that it because you're working off of uh, your own light waves and everything. But do those light waves have a direct source like the sun? I would say no. I don't know how to explain that further. But it's kind of like a centralized system and, and everything is illuminated, essentially. So it's not a dark, dark place. You're off of, yeah, you're working off of gen energy and light waves. So, you know, it's there. And then they've got some pretty cool stuff that they've hidden from people that uh, create electricity. Like, did you know that um, there is, and I forget the name of it, it's a type of beetle. I don't know what they officially call it, but it's like the closest thing you could describe it to is kind of like a, a glow bug. But this beetle can literally shoot fire out of its out of it the back of its wing area. And it's like a massive explosion <laughs> that goes off, you know, um, enough that like you know it would hurt or burn whoever's trying to pick that up. So, you know, there's some interesting creatures like that, that God's made that, you know, have the ability in those deep areas to function and to provide light naturally. Um, so and, kind of interesting. Yeah. And, and no doubt, like, you know, all the patents that are hidden from us and the biggest one in my mind is the, the hydrogen power. You know, which uh, is a perfect power source. It's yeah. It's as simple as a car battery. That's how simple it is. They've known about this for you know over seventy years that I can prove. And you know when you it, when you ignite hydrogen, it actually purifies air and purifies water. Right, and you're closer to the aquifer down there as well. Right. So there you go. It's hey, you know what? And I didn't ask you, but you saw the cover of the uh, the last episode we did, right? Yeah, yeah. Was was the picture I selected any what accurate? No, but <laughs> <laughs> it was great. I mean, <laughs> I liked it. <laughs> well, it kind of looked like there was a throne room and stuff like that. That's why I picked it. Yeah, it doesn't look like that, but it was 
I liked the representation of, of the <laughs> with that picture. So well, that was a good selection. Oh, I didn't want to use the Wizard of Oz one, <laughs> right? Because then yeah, it looked like a super happy place. <laughs> that's not right either. So, um, yeah, it's interesting because, you know, one of the mansions that's connected to that, they have, um, like, I just remember it's like you walk into this bedroom and literally there's a full waterfall coming down the side where a wall should be. And then it breaks, like there's no back wall to the bedroom. There's just like a bed in the middle of the room. But then behind it, you've got this rainforest. And, you know, nowhere near as big as the Amazon rainforest, but you actually have a rainforest with animals and everything. So it's kind of interesting. So those are some of my memories of it. Um, we could, you know, someday we'll have to talk about the wizard because there are people who, um, there's someone certain who has that name, nickname that he goes by, um, you know, so there are connections with that. If people remember, you know, a couple of months back, the wizard actually came out and spoke. So, um <laughs> <clears throat> I'm putting, trying to put connections together for people. Okay, so I won't mention the name. Can we leave that stand or do I have to edit? Let's talk about it after. Okay, that sounds good. And listen, even this discussion part, if I edit it, it could, I could take that out too, right? Uh, I yeah. gotta figure out how to do that. <laughs> the audio one is easy. The video, not so, not so good. All right, moving on. Uh, let's do the children and then I want to talk about the oil show. So when we talk about, so I have a, just a little clip of two children talking <coughs> and what they say is very critical. And by the way, so for those of you who are just listening on Podbean, which many of you are, you don't need to see the children. Um, Jesse could describe the age, but they look about five six years old what they say is really critical but what i want to point out is the body language of these children and by the way you'll hear it in their vocal inflections as well so let me play this and then we're going to go to something else from there okay make sure we can hear it not going to make that mistake again jesse <laughs> all right so this is Two children. What do you say? They look about five, six years old. Um, I think they're older. I think they were uh, seven and eight or nine. These are the Hampstead children. Oh, okay. So you're familiar with them. Do you have? Something? Yeah, this is the biggest cases, and this is out of Hampstead, UK. Uh, and the yeah, these children have testified about the occultic ritual stuff going on there in Hampstead. All right, well, let's listen and then I'll have you comment further with anything else you know, Jesse. Here are the two Hampstead kids. Who's Kafkas? We know There's uh, people who work at Kafkas. Kafkas. What is Kafkas? Kafkas is the day they work with the, the, for children. They work, they work with the social services. And what did they do to you? They do sex. They, they do sex. sex. 
They touch me and go to the plastic willies and then they stick it in our bottom. Who does? Who sticks it in your bottom? Services, everybody. Ella, all of them. Who? 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 Everybody. Does your mother do it? No. Do I do it? No. Who does it then? Papa, the school. Parents. Tell me some. Tell me more people. Tell me some more people, please. Parents, police. What about the teachers at school? Who's the main one? Papa, Mr. Hollings, Mrs. Forsyth. Who's Mrs. Forsyth? She's the head teacher. Head teacher of our school. And what does she do? And she, she does sex. She got big. She got a big, big belly with a big tattoo on her thigh. And what happens in the church? And we do sacrifice the baby, sacrifice and eat the baby. What do you mean sacrifice and eat the baby? So we kill the baby and eat it and drink the blood from it. Is that true, Gabriel? Yes. And we dance with the skulls. You what? We dance with the skulls in the church. What skulls? The skulls of the baby. Pardon? Baby the skull, skulls. The skulls of the baby. You dance with the baby skulls? Yes. And who I, kills the baby? Papa, me, Elisa. Who kills the babies? Papa. And what, he gets you to help him? Yes. yes. Shoot. So he tells us to hold our, our hand with a knife, and then he holds his hand on our hand, so then he cuts the baby's head off. And then what they do? And then we drink That is absolutely horrific to listen to. Yeah, they have more uh, clips of them testifying in different atmospheres and testifying separately as well i i have more clips but if, man if that one doesn't say it all like yeah. the policemen the teachers the church the 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 father um like yeah so this was one of the main areas i've brought out some of the history behind that area um you know originally they were trying to connect a kino to that area. And um, there was a Tavistock branch that is there. And so I think that that's part of the connection. And then the one gentleman who, you know, he's kind of come out as a hero for rescuing a bunch of uh, Jewish children through kinder transport. But Nicholas Winton, um, he's from there. So um, I've brought up those connections that Winton was from there. And those are people that, um, you know, Michael Carcock, I know, was my instructor, and he, he was over Aquino and Brennan. And I believe that he was working in conjunction with individuals at Tavistock, or out of those Tavistock areas. Um, you know, when they came over, there was a, an individual just called um, Joseph right now, but I brought out that Joseph worked under Mangala. So when the, the Nazi scientists came into the U.S. from there, they were using that kinder transport and other things, um, you know, to get kids into certain areas and set them up in orphanages in the U.K., in different spots. Um, 
And I believe the spots they chose were specific to areas where they had those Tavistock programs for experiments and mind control going. And then they brought it here to the United States and set up their program here. And they changed the names of, you know, instead of Tavistock, they changed it. And, you know, I brought out several of the experiments that I've been involved in and who are behind those experiments scientifically, you've got like MIT, you've got Stanford Research Institute, you've got the Aspen Foundation. So here's one of the connections is that that Joseph fellow, and I'm purposely not saying his last name yet, um, but he was directly connected um, through relationship to one of the Aspen's daughters, um, they had children, a child, we'll just say a child at least. Um, I think there was more than one. But that person, Joseph, all of his children became what we call living programs. So instead of, you know, books or the program for MK Ultra being written out, literally they carried the program and the different aspects of it for MK Ultra within themselves and um, you know did all the programming for the system here in the United States. Wow and that, that's sort of what uh, what Kathy was saying how they could actually hide their secrets in people. Yes yep. Wow so so with this, you know, the kids are clearly saying, look, they, they cut off the head, they drink the blood, they cook, they do all kinds of things. And, and Jesse, I'm going to I'm going to ask the tough question because I can't be the only person thinking about this. And, and by the way, if you can't answer this without giving too much detail, spare me the detail and spare our audience the detail. But I can understand physically how a man could interact with children in that inappropriate way. I cannot fathom a woman. I, like, I, I can't even put together the physicality of it. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. like men are outies, women are innies, you know? Like, how does this work? What, what, what do they do? Well, they have terms that most people probably have not ever heard or thought of. Um, you know, it, it just shows the extent of, of the depth of wickedness of these individuals. Um, I'm, I'm just going to encourage people who want to know, um, some of the things you could look up would be like the term pegging, um, pegging. Yes. Okay. And this is going to answer how some of the women are involved. Um, okay, that sounds like a self-explanatory term. So would that include some medical things to assist on a male child? Um, let's just say it's not limited to male children. Okay, so now I'm confused again. Give me another term. <laughs> so, yeah. Um yeah, so that would be something you can look up. Um, 
there's just no limit with these people. Um, you know, and, and you can't get into it without getting into graphic details that I'm sure the majority of people probably do not want. Yeah, these and, and, and I'm not even going to look that up. I think you kind of gave me enough information that I still haven't yeah. figured out the, the female part with, but, and I don't need to. And I, and by the way, I'm going to advise people not to actually search that because then you're searching something. And if something shows up on your computer, you know what I mean? It doesn't, um, it'll just show the definition of the term. Oh, okay. All right. Yeah, I'm pretty sure unless you, yeah, just don't click on images, but you can get, it'll just show up a definition. All right. That's, I, I don't know if I want that in my search history anyways, but. <laughs> well, probably not, but. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Yeah. And listen, you know what? It's just, I'm a critical thinker and, you know, I try to understand stuff, but there's certain things I understand that I don't want to understand. <laughs> yeah. And a lot of it, you know, I don't know if it's to cause confusion or, you know, what is behind it all but um you know i've i've talked about that they do use things you know to groom the children um sexually and things like that so you know we need to get um that survivor that i've talked about on the show because she in her testimony she talks about some of that grooming from a young age and the stuff that they would do to her and you know, we really don't look at the women enough in the system. Um, a lot of them are are the groomers, you know, where they're enforcing, you know, the child to endure whatever that preparation is and making sure that that happens. So, you know, they may not, some of them may not be causing du direct assault on a child, but the things that they're putting those children through is, you know, abuse nonetheless. So, um, you know, she talks about statues or them putting her on the lap of a man and just leaving her there for hours, you know, and she just had to get used to things, you know, that's how they groomed her and stuff. And you know, I've, I've heard some of the hor horrors of, of what, ha what the chil female children in particular have to endure. Like it, it's just for the boys too. I mean, you yeah, know, well, yeah, yeah. The boys as well. Boys are more so because they're less likely to talk due to the extreme shame. Um, you know, and they get put through worse stuff. I hate to put it that way to put a, I don't want to put a, you know, what a worse than because everybody's abuse is just horrific. Um, but the reality is, is that, you know, I think the statistics are, you know, I think it's six out of every 10 girls are abused and, but it's like seven or eight out of every 10 boys are abused, but those boys will never report that abuse. Um, it's the same thing with disabled adults or individuals who can't, um, you know, are nonverbal. Um, you know, the numbers are that high that seven to eight out of every 10 of those will be sexually abused and never be able to report it. My goodness, this has to come to an end. Yeah. This has to come to an end. 
All right, so let's segue from, from this because we just had the kids and we talked about some rituals and stuff like that. Jesse, I have a new billboard message that I want to show you and get your reaction. So I'm going to share this and we're just going to read it it's, uh, and I'll describe it to the listening audience. So this is a billboard that is up in, uh, uh, where is it? In Phoenix, Arizona. And essentially there's, uh, there's two pictures. There's one with a mixing bowl with a wooden spoon in it. And that says not a cake. And then there's a picture of an embryo and it says not a baby. And the billboard reads our religious abortion ritual averts many state restrictions. Yes, um, we can clearly see who's put that out. Um, you know, I, I know we've been talking, we would love to have anybody from that group come on and discuss this with us. I think it makes for good discussion. Um, I've actually had some of the discussion with some of these individuals out of that group, um, you know, and but there's so many questions that, you know, I want answered or definitions, because I think that, you know, at the end of the day, they're trying to support their belief that they have body, you know, autonomy, that a woman has the right to dictate what happens to her body. Um, and so, you know, that's a, a belief that is important to the majority of those individuals who join that group. You know, so the questions then that I ask, because as, you know, this argument has been um, morphing or changing for them, you know, they've changed from where it's just scientifically or, well, not scientifically, but they've changed from where just speaking to that right, that we have the right to body autonomy, to now they're bringing in that, you know, this is a ritual. This is something that has to do with things that are deeply meaningful to them personally. And, and, and actually, you know, Jesse, if I could just jump in there real quick, but yeah. so one of the things is like the, the term ritual, that's right. not in my vocabulary. I don't treat any of my, uh, you know, any if I, if you want to use sacraments or something like that. Like if I do communion, which by the way is the blood, and I think they're talking about the blood here uh, in many ways, uh, but I don't call that a ritual. And so I think right. there's some use of words that that they are using that we're not familiar with, and. If someone from that organization, it's a satanic temple because most people could see it if they're watching the video uh, for the Podbean audience, they, they couldn't. Uh, if someone wanted to come on here, I promise a fair interview. We don't have yeah. to get into the religious stuff. Um, and actually, we probably agree on quite a few things like First Amendment rights. Right. Um, and, you know, they're pushing back against the system. We're pushing back against the system. I'm not talking about an alliance by any means, you know, but listen, we can have a respectful conversation. Yeah. And, and I think you're right. The majority of us, you know, we never use that term ritual in regards to anything that we do. 
um, you know, technically, you know, what is a ritual? So these things would be good to define. And the majority of us have only heard those terms used negatively. You know, so our if we hear that word, our mind automatically goes to the negative. But is that the meaning that they're, you know, conveying? Well, let's, um, just, you let's know, just use critical have, thinking, Jesse. Uh, the, the Passover before Christ. Um, maybe that could probably be considered a ritual. They had to get a, a, a specific animal. They had to eat all portions. They had to invite the neighbors. They had to take blood. They had to put it across the wall. Um, there were sacrifice rituals uh, from from the believers in God uh, in the Old Testament. You know, the New Testament kind of set us free of that stuff. But rituals, you know, is not only a satanic thing. It, it comes from Christian orients too. It does, yes. And, you know, defining, because I think U.S. people look at that and they're thinking the word ritual, and then they're thinking in light of abortion, which, you know, the majority of people understand has to do with, you know, a life, you know, that's where it it gets sketchy because they're thinking, yeah, there's a ritual, they're taking a life, you know, and their mind just continues down that road. So, you know, it'd be good to define some of those things and fairly just talk about it to help people understand where they're coming from. Um, now, I know that they have done some interesting things with this ritual where now they've actually written things that can be said or read when a woman is, you know, um, entering into this ritual. So there now, you know, it gets more where, the, you know, we really need to understand, you know, what's being done. Yeah, uh, listen, and, and listen, part of it, and I'm not discounting anything that uh, that they could or might do, because I don't know. Uh, I've never been in that world. I've never, you know, participated or, or seen that firsthand. Uh, but one of my impressions is, and, and probably because I've seen, you know, their main spokesman a few times speaking, I've watched a lot of his videos. I, By the way, he's a really good orator, like a super smart guy. Uh, but I think they also do some of this for shock value, you know? I think he would disagree. He's, he's stated many times that he does not do it for shock value. So we'd have to get his opinion on that. I, I would like to. So listen, um, if you're from that organization, um, look, it could be the main guy, it could be someone else. You're invited on the show. We'll have a fair discussion, I promise. It won't turn into an argument. Uh, at least I wouldn't want it to. That would not be the intention, but you'd be welcome to come on. I think it'd be a fascinating discussion. <laughs> All right. Well, great. With that, Jeff, did you have any last things you want to cover? Uh, two things. I want to talk about the show tomorrow, uh, but before I do, uh, thank you for everyone who's been uh, purchasing, creating wealth uh, through stewardship. Thank you. Uh, we're getting really, really good email feedback and, and chats in there and stuff like that. What we want from you though, is like a, if you could send a picture of yourself and like a couple, little brief statement or something we can extrapolate. I'd love to start posting these and I haven't been given permission yet, but literally I've got, you know, probably over a hundred uh, really good feedback letters so far on this. Um, so, a lot of than I expected. So yeah, that's amazing. 
yeah, it's been really, really good. So positive. Um, in fact, it's so positive. The coupon was going to expire on Friday. The coupon code is right dash on. Um, I'm going to extend it for one more week and then that will be it. There's no more extensions, nothing, nah, nah, nah. Uh, but because I always said, look, it's when the sales start to taper off or something like that, because I figure most of our fans have bought it um, or who was going to buy it. You know, that's the only reason we offered it. We wanted to be, give you something back, uh, but it will expire April 30th uh, at midnight. Okay, so I'm going to commit to that Friday, next Friday, a week from tomorrow, and that will be the cutoff. Let's speak about tomorrow, Jesse, because tomorrow we're going to have a great history-making show, a live premiere. Tell us what we're going to do. Um, we are going to be um, viewing live the, we'll call it the ceremony for creating the seed oil uh, for the anointing oil project. So we have several individuals gathering together who um, were the initial people who came up with this idea of, you know, blending the prayers and the oil together uh, that we use for anointing. So we'll share some of that story tomorrow. Um, so you can get to know some of the people involved with this project and it'll be really exciting including the person that started this all by walking down the mountain and giving B-52 the oil. She's actually on the program yeah. tomorrow. Yes. So um, we'll clarify that, you know, this is an international thing. So um, this individual does not speak English, but it was interesting, you know, um, she's said that, um, you know, that she understands some of the things as we're talking that the spirit, you know, communicates and testifies and she understands. So it gets interesting having conversations. So. So listen, it's not a regular right on radio episode. We don't do announcements. We don't do anything. It is literally just going to be the ceremony. We're going to do it respectfully um, and, you know, pray it up before you join us for this because I think you're going to experience something really special at that time. Uh, you know, the spirit was definitely present and uh, yeah, so it'll just be a, a wonderful thing to send you into the weekend. And uh, yeah, that's all I have to say Amen. about it. Amen. Amen. We're excited. And then from here, we're going to start shipping the oil out. So it'll be great. Yeah, and uh, and see if there's any words of the Lord that go into the oil. Yes. <laughs> and 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 even gifts from other angelic beings, perhaps. That's right. So we do, uh, we do have that happening. So that's exciting. So listen, it, it, again, it's uh, it's just going to be a ritual, Jesse. <laughs> 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 let's take that word back <laughs> all right our anointing oil ritual <laughs> <laughs> yeah well it, it's more of a prayer meeting but we'll uh, we'll call it a ritual for the sake of this episode and our invited guests <laughs> <laughs> all right hey listen thanks for joining jesse and jeff on right on radio 
Uh, join us on Sunday for our Revelation uh, series. We're going to be doing Revelation 2, possibly Revelation 2 and 3, because they're kind of the same subject matter. just depends where the Spirit leads us. Um, and don't forget, Friday, uh, I think it's going to be at 6.30 Eastern Standard Time. That's New York time, 6.30 p.m., and uh, that'll be before you can see Jesse on another show, which I'm not going to name because he doesn't plug me. So, <laughs> Actually, he does. I always have my thing up there. Oh, okay. It's on the reveal report. <laughs> I like George. I do. I do like George. <laughs> hey, hey, George and I are going to do a show together in about three weeks. We're going to oh, do we're going to do a live report together from an event, and I think it's going to be quite exciting. Uh, we're planning it out, but it, we've both committed to doing it. That's really great. I'm excited. So It'll be fun. Anyways, thanks for listening to Ride On Radio. And remember, love your God, love your family, love your neighbor, and anoint your community. Right on radio. Right on radio.